0: All right, what's going on, everyone? TJ here from Rubber Muscle. today, I'm going to be answering the question, do you need to do position-specific training in the gym? Sounds like an obvious question, but we're going to explore the answers in this video. Okay, so this question comes off the back of quite a few other questions that I've received, namely from uh, most other... All right, so this question comes off the back of Many other um, athletes, uh, people that are looking into their strength and conditioning and they're saying, right, I'm a back row, I'm a winger, I'm a scrum half, I'm a whatever position you play, what should my training, what should my SNC look like? And for me, that's the wrong question. This is a much more pertinent question for you and for you guys watching this video. It's also a sort of response, I guess, to things such as uh, what I've seen on a lot on social media. It's also something I've seen, uh, you know, I was actually a part of when uh, I was working for Rugby Dump, they were, I wasn't making any commission, it wasn't for me, they were selling position-specific training programs, and, you know, it's an easy thing to 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 think that you need, it's an easy sell, right, because you play that position, this workout has been written specifically for that position, like, it's a no-brainer, that's going to make me better at my position, <laughs> Is it really though let's find out do you need to do position specific training in the gym now before i get into this please 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 give this video a thumbs up comment below any questions that you would like as you can see i'm answering the questions from the comments below because actually i even received this one in a comment um so please ask any questions that you have in the comments below or just give a comment uh, for the algorithm the earlier you do that the less likely you are to forget about it please 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 give that a thumbs up and give a comment and subscribe if you're new to the Russell youtube channel so why do we train in the gym? Like, What is the purpose? And I'm gonna answer this question, and then I'm gonna answer a sequence of other questions to sort of really answer the initial question, hopefully by the end of the video. So why do we train in the gym in the first place? Because it's not tactical preparation. We're not doing any sort of tactical work when we're in the gym. Nope. we're not doing any psychological work when we're in the gym. We're not doing any skill work when we're in the gym. We're not, we're not getting better as our skills. I mean, we could do, we could pass a ball around in our, in our um, rest periods or we could work specific like footwork stuff. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But really, we're not working any of those things. We're working physical preparation. We're preparing ourselves physically for the game of rugby. Nothing in the gym actually directly makes you a better rugby player. If that was true, you would just take the world powerlifting champion or the world CrossFit champion, you put them on a rugby field, they'd be the best player. No. The best players are the best players because they're the best players, not because of any one specific trait. They have to have um, all of, you know, they have to have a combination of all the traits and they have to meet a certain minimum to compete and to allow them to express their skills. And that's what we're doing in the gym. We're giving, our, giving ourselves potential for everything, we're giving ourselves a big base. To be able to be a better rugby player, we're also allowing ourselves to stay healthy and injury-free. Again, giving ourselves more chance, more potential to improve because we're able to make more training sessions, be less injured, be fitter, do more in our training sessions, etc., etc., etc. So it's not necessarily you know making yourselves the best player, but it's giving you the chance to be a best player. Everything that you're doing in the gym is to um, give yourself the potential to be a better player. And also, if you're a part-timer, if you're an amateur athlete, makes you a healthier player, makes you, you know, or a healthier human, makes you a stronger human, you know, all, all the good things that you would want in the gym, kind of anyway, right? So then we've come up with, and we've taken it a little bit further, what makes a better player? And we've got the rugby physical preparation or the rugby strength and conditioning pyramid. And I formulated this based off of all the, the different things that you can do in the gym, uh, particularly as amateur athletes, because I think once you've reached the professional realm, you know, we're not really dealing with, with um, too much of the bottom three of that level one. And in fact, a lot of that level one is just being maintained, and then we're working on the, the tweaking the top of the pyramid. But you really do as an amateur athlete or as a as a younger player or someone that isn't just as physically developed, maybe not as like naturally gifted as some players that might never actually have to work their hypertrophy like ever, then you, you need to spend a lot of time building out that base, and that's the reason that we've made this as a pyramid. It's because the bigger the base, this is how pyramids work, the bigger the base, the bigger the the potential for that pyramid to be. And so just from this pyramid, you should understand that like the majority of your work should be on building that base if it's not there already. And it should then if it's building out that base, it should be quite far away from specifics. In fact, with this pyramid itself, there is an inherent sort of like hierarchy to how to get to specific work. The higher up the pyramid you get, the more specific you get. And unfortunately, a lot of players that are either new to the game or that just don't quite understand strength and condition, they haven't answered that question that we've already asked. Um, You know, they they chase specificity. They try and be as specific as they can. Um, And, yeah, because maybe because the general stuff seems a little bit more boring, it's not as sexy. So they think, no, I need to be trained specifically to be a rugby player. And so, yes, you do but you don't need to chase the specifics within the game of rugby. You need to train specifically to be a better rugby player. But that is most of the time and the vast majority of the time developing more general properties. When we're chasing specificity, unfortunately, like we limit ourselves, right? For example, uh, we've got, you know, if we, if we really honed in on chasing specificity as a fly half and we said, right, we, we just want to be the best kicker, that's in the NFL, that's that's them, that's their realm. Whereas if you're a fly half, you have to kick, you have to pass, you have to run, you have to tackle, you have to run. You still have to do everything in the game. And in fact, all the best rugby players are the most well-rounded. They don't have holes in the game. If you look at the um, what we've got here, all of the best rugby players that are in this like sort of random list are really well-rounded. Like Finn Russell gets a lot of ploy because he plays with a lot of flair, but he has a fucking solid kicking game as well and he tackles and he does all the other stuff. Same with every single other player. Cheslin Colby, you know, he, he stands out a lot because of his footwork, but he also has actually played fly half for Toulouse. Um, you know, Semi-Ran can, can offload and can pass, but he's also really good at running, really good at tackling, and reads the game really well. Like, every single player, the better you get is by being more well-rounded. And especially if you're an amateur rugby player, the more well-rounded you can get, the more um, confident you're going to be wherever you find yourself on the pitch. And that's sort of the situation that you want to be. Rugby isn't a game for specialists. That's American football. You, you do your one job and that's your one job. Rugby, you have to do every job, um, especially in open play. Like we can talk a little bit more about set piece, but in rugby, yeah, it's a very open game and you have to do a lot. And so, you know, the, the specific stuff, like not really, it doesn't really exist there. And then if we're talking about, well, actually, you know, I want to, you know, train my specific traits. Again, it's tempting, but. It just doesn't make any sense because, especially for you know those that the, the less you are trained, um, because then you're you're robbing yourself of that wider base. You're, you're developing the top of the pyramid before you've got your base sorted out, and then it's just going to you know have more potential to topple over, not be as stable, to not give you a good as a good a development. And that's the reason that we develop this as a pyramid because, um, unfortunately, the more specific you get, the less diverse you get, which means the opposite flips around the more general you train the more potential you have to feed into everything and you can see this if you look at the bottom right here with this diagram of the pyramid everything feeds up the pyramid so you know the the bigger muscles you have so the more hypertrophy you get the bigger your muscles have the more potential you have for speed for power for strength for um, your core work for special strength for all of this stuff because you've got bigger muscles. If, you, if you're if you trying to just to work the special strength and you haven't got the musculature to really develop that strength, you, you're going to be capped. You've got that ceiling. So the, the more you develop this general stuff, the higher your ceiling is for everything else that you do. And, you know, it sounds weird, but th- then it actually means that you can get a lot more from less because you're draining, training these general properties that are feeding into all of these different areas. That's all you have to train. You don't have to then train... Uh, five different areas because you're you're covering all your bases by getting bigger fitter etc um, and you know you can look at more videos on the rugby shrinks and condition period to understand exactly how it works but that's generally it right the, the more general your training is the more potential you have in all these different areas and we've got this picture of Pocock here because again he's not good just because he's big and strong no he's good because he's just a very well-rounded player and he's also got you know clearly enough hypertrophy to support everything else but he hasn't tried to you know be strong without developing that hypertrophy so become big and fit and then he's developed all of the extra stuff on top of it and so when you're looking at a game of rugby where you've got multiple different demands it makes sense to train the general stuff where you're getting multiple uh, benefits and you know really big bang for your buck with very few different modalities exercises sets whatever you want to call it right it makes more sense that you're training this general stuff because it's going to feed into all of the different areas that make you a better rugby player now maybe there is still a time to be specific so like let's think about that and first and foremost i want you to understand that the, the very first place that you need to be specific isn't necessarily with like the program itself it's actually with the um it's with the movements that you're doing so if you're training uh, for your um, yeah, for hypertrophy or for your, if you're doing a run if you're doing whatever you're doing like you should train every movement like you're trying to do that movement the best. I've spoken about this in a previous video. Um, I'll, I'll link it above in that little i thing there that you'll see. Um, but it is really important that every single set that you do is you're trying to execute the movement to your best ability. That means that then it's going to transfer across. I see a lot of people trying to transfer or trying to train really specific stuff, but they're half ass in their movements. They don't even squat very well. Like, do everything as, you know, as best as you can. And, and that in itself is being specific. Um, you see Aaron Farrell here, he's not doing, you know, he's doing a very general movement, He's doing a, a, a double kettlebell squat here. And... No, he's not squatting a, a, a huge amount of weight, but he's doing it with a, with the perfect form, which allows him to then get the benefits that he wants from it. And then he's going to train more specific when he goes to the gym. When he goes to the gym, when he goes onto the field. And by doing that, when he goes onto the field, that allows him to express that extra strength, extra mobility, all of the physical traits that he's been working on expressed by working his skills. And you can see him here with Johnny Wilkinson working on his kicking and you can see him here making part like doing his passing in training like this this is something that a lot of amateur players don't ever see with the professionals is that they will spend like hours just working a single closed skill to get as good as possible at that skill i don't see that in rugby uh in amateur rugby where you'll be you know if you, even if you turn up 15 minutes early to training the first 25 minutes of training or first 10 minutes at least is spent just doing, you know, shit touch, as everybody calls it, where no one's actually getting any better from doing that. Whereas if you spent that, just that time, just that time or in your rest period, just working the skills, use your skills to be specific, right? So if you're a hooker, spend some time working on your hooker throws. If you're a back row, spend some time just working on the skill of getting over in a jackal. Where if you're a winger, spend some time developing your chip and and and, and catch and chip and chase skills. Whatever your position, like or whatever the player you want to be, work the skills to become that player. It doesn't start in the gym. It starts from doing the skill, developing that skill base to be the player that you want to be. And then maybe there's a time to be specific where you've you've already you know developed the strength, developed the hypertrophy, developed the base that you then want to sort of actualize it. So you want to then replicate it, and that would become that would be when you would work your way up the pyramid. Is you go from being a bigger athlete to then you know maximizing the amount of strength that you have with that bigger size, or if you're a fitter player, working to, uh, maximizing the amount of work that you can go you can do with that fitness and, and get the best out of yourself, and you would work your way up the pyramid and be more specific hi guys i just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies that is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions the physique nutrition crash course video series the supplement guide and newly added is a macro calculator yes that's right a macro calculator where you will be able to Work out your protein, carbs, fat, and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from. This will help in conjunction with your 50 free conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete. All that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown. Um, and then even then it's still when you're in the gym it's still general prep like Owen Farrell here is working on his core in this move on the side and that is like quite specific to passing right because he's developing the core maybe you do you can do some extra work on rotation but what you're then doing is you're developing that general strength to produce a better pass which you can only do by practicing your passing you're not going to never pass and all of a sudden get better at passing no you have to practice the skill of it and that's kind of how you get specific. Even then in the gym, it's still kind of general stuff, right? It's still working specifically what you want, but not necessarily like working something that like, you know, you're not using a weighted ball to pass. or you're not simula- exactly simulating what you're trying to get better at. You're actually just improving the different traits that you want to improve. And that's how you get specific, right? You look at your game um, and that is it kind of includes your position, right? So you would talk about position specific demands, so, maybe you're, um, you know, what you need to do. So, if you're a hooker, you might need to throw in. If you're a scrum half, you're going to need to get to the base of a ruck and practice your passing. If you're a fly off, you might need to kick, but you might not because there might be another player who kicks for sticks on your team, but you'll still need to kick out of hand, right? Um, so, you look at what you need to do. You also look at what you would like to do. So, if you're, you know, and this would depend on you and your team and your style, how you would play because then you would look at what you want to improve upon. So if you're a prop, that doesn't mean to say that you should not work on your passing. Maybe that's the thing that you want to develop. Maybe you're already good enough at scrummaging or, or, or and, and rucking and tackling, etc. You want to develop your passing. Maybe you're good enough at those things, but you want to get better at those things. It's d- completely up to you and your stoil, not necessarily just your position. Now, when you want to rank yourself is... Looking at the different traits that we've got here on a physical preparation pyramid, that will be how you get specific. Like, again, it's not specific to you as a player. It's not really specific. I mean, it's not specific to you and your position. It's not really specific in terms of replicating exactly what you think you need to do. It's actually specific in terms of what it is you need to improve upon. And then you work out how you need to improve upon those things, whether that's by getting bigger, by getting stronger, by getting just generally fitter or whether it's by getting more mobile or getting you know uh, better movement by working on your single leg balance, whatever it could be, you've got to figure out what you need to do to improve. Do not fool it for the mistake that I see time and time again with strength and condition, with fitness in general, is just copying others because that's not going to work for you. You need to look at what you need to develop as a player and that's how you be specific. It's useless taking a program or copying a program from someone else that is specific to them even if they're your position, because they might have completely different needs to what you need. So even then, when you figured out, right, I need to do some position specific things I need to improve. And we'll take this example on this uh, video for scrummaging, right? You decide that you need to improve your scrummaging, but you could replace that with whatever you uh, position specific thing that you think you need to improve upon. And you ask yourself the question, do I need to train this specifically like in the gym? And for the most situations, the answer is still going to be no. Um, For example, we'll look at taking the scrummager. If you're taking someone that's like losing scrums and you're a prop and you're you're not winning the scrums that you think that you're supposed to be winning and and you're suffering in the scrums, is it because you're just not generally big and strong enough? If that is the answer, don't worry about doing specific scrum stuff in the gym. Worry about just being bigger and stronger. If you're big and strong enough, but you're getting twisted and turned and, and you're not really working it, do you need to do specific stuff in the gym or do you need to do like actually one-on-one scrummaging to l- to feel how different people move remember when you're in the gym you're not getting the same reactions that a human being would so that is much better off for you to really go uh, one-on-one with an opponent or three-on-three and get that feel of the different forces that go into you and learn how to deal with those and manipulate your opponent you could even say the same for uh, different agility things you're, you're when you're you're trying to beat an opponent you're trying to beat an opponent you're not trying to step around cones or ladders Um, you're trying to beat opponents so you want to find out that skill by beating opponents and by practicing against live opposition because that is how you get better that's what you're trying to do you're not trying to do a rehearsed dance or a rehearsed move no you're trying to react to an opponent and beat them and then if you answer those questions and you say yes i do need to do this specific thing in the gym i'm already strong enough i'm getting enough skill work i want to develop this physical trait absolutely fine um, then you ask yourself the question will or you look at you find you figure out the movement and you ask yourself the question will this train what i want again more often than not i see people just copying movements that they see on instagram that they think are look pretty cool but they don't actually work for example this useless thing here that this guy's doing to improve his scrummaging by holding a barbell if you're holding the barbell the force is you're pushing your force up because you're pushing up away from the barbell this is not how you scrummage don't care what he's put he's put a thing on his neck here maybe but the battle of a scrum is this direction pushing each other forward until you have to manipulate and and turn and turn and turn that's not done in this in this movement this movement is maybe a bit of core work which is all fine and dandy but it's not specific to the scrum Um, whereas you've got this other movement which is on another one of my youtube videos with me doing a scrumming gauge against a squat rack now you could question my position I've never been in the front row outside of seven so I don't really know what I'm doing it's not the perfect it's a few years ago I I definitely know how I could clean up that form but you get the idea and someone that is a front row could do that and they could express their isometric strength pushing this direction and they would get some improvements now would that be necessary? Well, hopefully they've answered all of the questions and they've decided that this is necessary. So then they're doing it. So then they improve. From there, you've got to understand that, like, even then, like, you figured out that this is what you need to do. You've got to understand when to do it, because it's no use just adding it in because you're a, like because it could be a lot of wasted time. If you end up being specific, as you already said, the specific stuff doesn't bleed down to general. All of the general stuff bleeds up, and you get better because of it in many different areas. So if you're doing that scrum specific isometric drill you're not developing many other traits you're really just focused on that scrum and therefore that's that's all well and good for your scrum but it it misses out on other areas like maybe your ruck or maybe your general strength for um mauling or, or whatever it is right just your general strength uh maybe your general leg and uh leg hypertrophy whatever right you're losing out on that stuff when you're doing the scrum specific stuff so you only want to do this when your general work is slow. And there's two different ways it can be slow. It can be slow to show a transfer to your game. So you're experiencing a little bit of an increase in strength or hypertrophy or whatever. And you're still feeling that it's not really making the improvements that you thought it might in your game. That might be a cue to then move to more specific stuff. Another cue might be that um, you're, you're improving at such a slow rate that you don't really see it improving so for example if you're really trying to uh, gain some size or if you're trying to gain some strength and it's like two and a half kilos in a year added of, of really hard work maybe then it'd be much better to splice in some specific stuff and again you just work up the pyramid develop as specific as you can and you would do that for the short term before going back down to the general stuff um the higher up on the pyramid you go, the more specific you get, which means the faster you'll lose those gains when, when you, when you stop doing them. Um, so that means it's probably not best to do them in the off season because if you spend a four week period, like developing some real good specific footwork drills to become a better stepper and then you don't play for four months and you don't train it, you're not going to experience that improvement. Whereas if you do it in season and then you feel it improving your game, then you'll use it in your game and you'll c- continue to keep improving. Um, you're also able to uh, improve at these traits faster, So you don't need to do, you know, specific footwork stuff for 12 months on end, you would splice it in with your specific scrum stuff or whatever, you splice it in about, you know, four to eight weeks at a time before cycling back out, going back down the pyramid to more general stuff or further back up to get even more specific. Um, and again, so because you, you know, those traits are take, very quick to come but they're very quick to plateau and they're very quick to drop off it's another reason why if you don't need to you don't need to like you shouldn't worry about training those things you should stay being general you should do the general stuff to get that improvement do not make the mistake of thinking that that means it's not rugby specific it's still rugby specific because you're getting you're improving all these different areas and you're able to express yourself better as a rugby player because you're getting generally generally stronger fitter bigger etc so my final point on this is that uh, you know position specific stuff is it, it, it you know, like it does have a little it does have a small place, but it's more about how you want to play and how you you know the, the small things that you might have to do in your set piece, but more importantly, you want to be specific about how you want to play, and it's not necessarily the physical traits that even dictate how you want to play or where you want to play. It's how you want to play the game, and then where, what you need to do to bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be. First and foremost. You're going to do that by improving your skills. You're not going to use the gym to do that. You're going to use the gym to get bigger, stronger, fitter, faster. If you're worrying about doing real specific stuff, um, remember, the more time that you're doing specific stuff, the, the more time you're not doing general stuff that is getting you bigger, stronger, fitter, faster, and the more that you're not doing your skill stuff. So save the specific stuff for the most part for doing your skill work, for your rugby work, for your actual rugby training, for playing the game. In the gym, you're trying to get generally better, bigger, stronger, fitter, faster, etc to in order to become a better player. Now, there are certain things that, you know, certain physical aspects to rugby that you want to improve, and so um what I'll do in a, in a follow-up video to this is give you specific guidances of different movements that you can imp- use to improve specific circumstances so for example if you want to be a become a better jackler if you want to become a better passer of the ball from the base of a rug i can give you some specific movements that will help you slightly with your transference now obviously as i've said with all the caveats um you know it will you would only do it for four to six weeks at a time at the right time when it's needed if you have an idea of a skill that you want to improve or a physical trait that you want to improve physical aspect of rugby a real specific scenario in rugby that you want to improve comment it in the video or in the comments below, and I'll get to it. And if you've made it all the way to the end of this video, please, please, please do me a favor, give it a thumbs up, subscribe if you're new, and I'll see you guys in the next one. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode of the Robbie Muscle Podcast, then I've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request. All I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and type up a five-star review. Just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback, but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know you've got it and then every single week I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class strength condition program app delivered directly to your phone or if that doesn't interest you then we've got one free consultation where I'll go over your training program, your nutrition and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps to show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate it if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.